Hello and welcome to Wrong Opinions Only, here with your host Justin and Kayla. And it did everything in my power not to just start with a laughing fit like we did during the last podcast. So clean open, I like it. Clean open, I've caught my breath since last week you released an episode. Um, yeah, what can I say? Sometimes you get the giggles. That's what happens when you do a podcast with your best friends sometimes, you know? Very true. Good friends make each other laugh hysterically to the point where they almost literally keel over. Yes, yes. I was was pretty close. Definitely gasping for breath. But (laughs) let's get into today's episode, which we're going to discuss a show that we definitely both loved and we watched a lot together. And that show is Dexter. You know it. You love it. And we're here to talk about it because it's back, baby. Oh, man. Dexter was one of my favorite shows back in the day on Showtime. I watched it a lot in college with uh, roommates. And, man, it was just such a good, like, weekly appointment yes. television show. It was right along, I think, the same times as uh, Breaking Bad, or they had some overlap. Mm-hmm. So we'd be watching all those all the time. And I'm very excited that they've come back with a new season, especially with how the previous series ended. Yes, yeah, so we're we're going to go back in time. We're going to have a little nostalgia for the previous eight seasons before we go into a discussion of the first two episodes that have been released by Dexter. And when this releases, there will be a third. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about what we think of it so far because it's a pretty different situation from past. So let's, let's talk about what we love, what we hate, what was good, what was bad. But first, a little information on Dexter for those of you that don't know and want to learn. It was derived from a series of novels. You know what those are, right, Justin? I actually have them right up there. If you look behind you. Have you opened them? Um, I started reading the first one, and I got, I think, like 50 pages in. And and how long ago was that? Uh, Like 10 years ago. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. It was a lot darker than the show. Yes, yes. And there's something about reading it that you can get more descriptive than, like, Dexter kind of narrating his voices like he does in the show. Yeah, and you can kind of tell as you watch the show the first season did start a little darker, mm-hmm. closer to the books, and then they kind of realized for TV they need to adapt it a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so, of course, it was, like I said, derived from a series of novels by Jeff Lindsay, although, as you said, later seasons evolved independently of the works, kind of like Games of Thrones, where I think, honestly, the end is never going to be written before it keels over. Um, but... So they kind of had to have some, you know, creativity later on to expand. I think George R. R. Martin's going to put it in his will. So when he dies, people are like, oh, that's what he wanted to do. And then he gets none of the backlash for how he actually wrote it. Yeah, I'm picturing it's just like bullet points. Like these are things that I was going to write detailed but <laughs> didn't get to. Um, it first premiered October 1st, 2006. Wow. Uh, wow. That was a long time ago. What were you doing in 2006? 15 years ago. Let's see. That puts me at... Uh, Almost 17 almost years 17, old. I yep. was living my best life yeah. at almost 17. <laughs> right. Damn, that was a good time. Yes. Um, and ended September 22nd in 2013 on Showtime. Yes. Uh, it's set in Miami about Dexter Morgan, a forensic technician specializing in bloodstain pattern analysis. Obviously. For the Miami Metro Police Department, not a real police department, while leading a secret life as a vigilante serial killer. Now, that was as basic as I could get for a description and we'll go into what we loved, what we didn't. But that's kind of the gist so of the So basically, show. he's a serial killer who kills serial killers and works with the cops. Yes. There it is. You know, yeah. the, a Cinderella story, if I ever heard one. So why was Dexter such a popular show at a time? I mean, I have a theory, but go ahead. Wow. Um, 
I, I don't know how to really pinpoint it. I think it was something different. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those uh, those main protagonist characters that they have a dark side. They're not just all good and you're always rooting for them. So they do have that dark side where you're not sure if you should be rooting for them in certain circumstances, but they win you over and you eventually sometimes start rooting for the bad guy. And I think that was kind of when this was starting to come to the forefront. I mean, we obviously had Sopranos and stuff, which is a similar type of vibe. Um, So that's what I would say is probably why it's popular because it was kind of a new twist on a a classic. Yes. I think at the time in 2006, if you can go back to that time, listeners, um, there weren't a lot of shows about serial killers in this way. I would say that now that is certainly not the case. You probably can name a handful of shows about serial killers, and I'm not even talking documentaries, just scripted shows. So I think of the time, and it was ahead a bit of some of the grittier shows we have now, but it was it was gruesome. I, I found it to be very gritty. Um, you know, Miami was was very much a setting of the show. Like, yep. you know, a lot of times they'll say Sex and City, right? New York is the other character, right? Um, Miami, I would say, arguably is is a main character in Dexter because it just influences so much of the story and the situations where they are. Um, so, yeah, I think now you can get a handful of serial killer shows. I mean, every true, channel right. has it. Everybody's obsessed with true crime shows, mm-hmm. podcasts, books, documentaries. So, yeah, it really was probably a good 10 years ahead of its time, which is probably why everybody gravitated towards that. And then all the big networks realized what was going on. It's yes. like, hey, let's try to capitalize on Correct. this. Correct. I saw someone to say, uh, how would you on Netflix do against Dexter Morgan? And everyone's like, Dexter Morgan would absolutely floor him. Like, oh, there's yeah. just no, <laughs> there's no comparison there. Um, Dexter watching memories. I mean, we watched it on and off. Um, we were, in college, we weren't in college together, so we were separated there. But it was like a we dedicatedly watched on Sundays, like. Yeah, separately was, and together, we would watch them. There is one memory that jumps out to me where I think I was leaving for potentially North Dakota, mm-hmm. was it? And I was catching up because I was late to the show. Yeah. Kayla kept telling me to watch it. I eventually did and became obsessed and started binging old episodes to catch up, avoiding all spoilers. And then the fourth season, there's a huge spoiler. Yes. And I was about halfway through the season. And our friend Sam Herwood mm-hmm. decided to just be like, oh, my God, did you see when and it revealed it? I was like, are you are you serious? Like, what the hell? Like, you just ruined the show. He's like, oh, oh, no, I was I was joking. But then it was too late. It was like, you couldn't. Yeah. And it was such a major one. I I my jaw was on the floor. Yep. I'm like, oh, there's no recovering from this. And arguably, that was one of the best cliffhangers other than season six. But we'll get into that. I think uh, my my memory for me is when we watched the season six finale together, um, which, of course, this whole episode is spoiler. So if you have not watched Dexter, <laughs> get to it because we're going to talk about it, um, which, of course, is when his sister Deborah discovers kind mm-hmm. of comes to the realization through therapy that she's in love with Dexter, who is her foster brother. We can talk about that storyline, but. Um, she kind of catches Dexter in the act, killing Travis Marshall, who was the big bad of that season. And I'll go into it, but every season kind of had a major big bad that Dexter was kind of either obsessed about, 
because he was interested in how they were killing, like he was killing, or he was trying to stop them. Um, so it was always like, kind of like a main component that was being followed. And I just remember being shook because this was, I mean, six seasons in, he has a sister that he's close with who's a police officer. He works in the police department, and secretly he's been killing people this whole time. So you, you kind of are always, and she's gotten close to uncovering it. So it was this buildup, and then just when she's, and it ends that way. She sees him with the knife in the air, yeah. and she just looks at him, and he just goes, oh, my God, and that's it. And we had nothing until the next time it was on. And so that was a brutal waiting period. I mean, wow. Yeah, they did great on leaving kind of massive cliffhangers at the end of seasons where you are just begging for the next season to come out immediately and just, you know, dreading having to wait, you know, six months or whatever it is for the next season to arrive. Yeah, so let's do a little recap of the big bads because I want to get into, you know, what were our favorite parts of the show, what were our least favorite, you know, and that kind of stuff. But you know, it was a long time ago, as I said. So sometimes you need a little recap to see who was the bad guy again. And we did not have time with our busy schedules to rewatch the entire series. <laughs> Eight seasons <laughs> uh, leading up to it, yeah. So I really wish I did because as I'm looking through some notes and uh, descriptions of previous seasons, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, remember her? So yes. I'm, I'm excited to go through this. And I it may uh, prompt me to start rewatching the entire series. So. Yes, that's kind of how I felt, kind of re rereading, doing some kind of history checks and some of this stuff. So let's just go through some of the big bads, and I'll do a little bit about what carried it through the season. So season one was the ice truck killer, Brian Moser, who trained, who uh, like killed his victims and transported them to their final resting place via an ice truck. Hence, the ice truck killer. Very creative name. Yes. Yep. Um, Dexter finds out that it's actually his biological brother and has to kill him. Season two is Lila West. Dexter goes to Narcotics Anonymous while he's faking an addiction to cover for his crimes, and they kind of become entangled. He kills her after she becomes a threat to his girlfriend, Rita. Oh, my gosh. Season two was such a good season. Yes. Season three was George King, the Skinner, who tortured his victims. He was trying to find Freebo, who owed him money for heroin, but he really just enjoyed torturing people. So he would skin his victims to get info on Freebo's whereabouts. Deborah came close to capturing um, George King, the Skinner, this season, but Dexter kills him before she can. Season four, infamously, Arthur uh. Mitchell, the Trinity Killer, Family man with a dark past, he kills multiple victims each cycle. When Dexter thinks he has finally defeated him, he finds out that he actually killed his wife, Rita, at this the hands of the trivia killer. the spoiler that Sam gave to me, which, as you can imagine, is devastating. A main character, Rita, somebody that's crucial to the show, no idea that she was going to be killed. and it was. It's probably one of the top ten, I think, of a... A cliffhanger, like crazy plot twist yep. in series. I think it would it would definitely be in you know articles top ten. Um, season five was the Barrel Girl Gang, yeah. which was a gang of villains who rape, torture, and kill women, uh, involving Eugene Greer, Cole Harmon, Alex Tilden, Boyd Fowler, and Dan Mendel. They kind of kill pe- kill women execution style, and they dispose of victims in metal barrels filled with formaldehyde. Very um, as you do. Yes, as yep. you do. 
Um, Dexter kills them when he rescues Lumen Pierce, who's kind of this woman who kind of goes for revenge against them because she's is that the girl from um... Julia Stiles plays her. Yes, Julia yes. Stiles, because mm-hmm. I always think of Save the Last Dance when yeah, I think of oh, Julia yeah, Stiles. Yeah. Yep, classic. Uh, season six was travel, Travis Marshall, the doomsday killer. His motivation for killing was to bring on the end of days, so kind of that religious nut aspect, in which he thought was God's plan. Um, when Dexter rescues his son Harrison from the kind of table that um, he was servicing as a lamb, Harrison as a child. Um, but when Dexter stops Travis to kill him, he's caught by his sister Deborah. So that was kind of that finale I was referencing. Two more seasons after that. Season seven kind of had multiple villains. Yeah. Isaac Serko, a.k.a. The Wolf, is this leader of the Kosher Brotherhood. So you have this brotherhood coming into the season. There's also Joe Jensen, who is a phantom arsonist who kills his victims by, you can guess it, burning them alive. Hector Estrada, who murdered Dexter's mother. So Dexter's trying to find this guy. And then Hannah McKay, who Dexter has a complicated romantic relationship oh, with, Hannah. but who takes in Harrison at the end of the series. Um, she also is a killer. So, you know, common thread there, you know? She's a saint. Season 8 had Oliver Saxon uh, or Daniel Vogan, who kills victims and scoops out a portion of their brain, hence that he is dubbed the brain surgeon. Dexter stabs him in the jugular with a pen. He also does shoot his sister Deborah, who dies from her wounds. Well, she goes into a coma from her wounds, and Dexter kind of mercy kills her. But we'll, we can go so, into the Deborah story. Just uh, that is the last season. I mm-hmm. watched the last episode of the last season. Okay. Of Prep for Was this. it as. Bad as you remembered it. Yeah, well, I wasn't a big fan of kind of how they closed out the whole the whole series at the time. We thought it was going to be the end of the series. But I forgot a lot of stuff because I did kind of enjoy the weird relationship he had with Hannah McKay and his son Harrison. Usually on these shows you have, um, you know, the kid gets is an afterthought, right? They mm-hmm. introduce a kid to the mix. Then it's like, oh, I haven't seen the kid in six episodes. It's just like, oh, yes. he's at the babysitters. He actually like makes sure he has to go pick him up at stuff. He keep, they keep him entwined without kind of ruining the storyline. But Dexter has an opportunity to kill Oliver Saxon. Does not He goes, mm-hmm. I'm turning over a better leaf. I'm going to go move to Argentina with Hannah and Harrison. And I don't want to do this. My uh, sister already knows what I'm in. I'm going to call her and she's going to come here and fix it. But she goes there to try to arrest him, and of course the guy escapes, shoots her, and then Dexter has all this remorse because now his sister is shot because he didn't kill the guy that he said he was going to kill, and he basically kills him while he's in custody. Right. He, he purposely like puts a pen on the table when he's doing some type of um, test for him, whatever the hell the test was, and he goes, oh, I'm going to kill you with this pen knowing that the guy is going to try to lunge for the pen and then he could take it and just murder yes. him in cold blood. So he got away with it at the police precinct because they said it was self-defense, even yes. though Dexter had organized the whole thing. Exactly. And all the cops that he has worked with for so many years were so close with Deborah, his sister, who mm-hmm. is at that time very, very close to death, is yes. basically a vegetable. And they're just like, yep, no, he deserved it. Right. He killed one of our own. I, we're not going to pursue right. going after you, Dexter. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So a lot a lot went on in this series yeah. as you kind of, when you go back and look. So what about favorites? Did you have a favorite character, a favorite season, a story arc? Like what, what kind of jumps out you do? Man, I, I got to rewatch that because I love that. So I will say season four, I mm-hmm. think, is the best season. That is with Arthur Mitchell, who kills Rita, who is, was one of my favorite characters, or Dexter's girlfriend. 
And I enjoyed Rita and Dexter's relationship because it was so awkward. It was like they were together, but Dexter at first didn't really know how to interact with a woman like and be in a relationship with her. And it was just kind of him getting softened up over time. But just uh, John Lithgow played Arthur Mitchell, the big bad that season, and he was so good. He played it perfectly. I think hands down from the start to the end, the best season of the show. And I think season two was probably the most entertaining season. I really enjoyed that. Yes. And that's the season where Lila was involved, who is another one of my favorite characters. You maybe hmm, I liked Lila. I really enjoyed Hannah McKay, who came in at the yeah, end. Yeah, you enjoyed Crazy Women. Eh, well, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, and, uh, and also in season two was finally when somebody in the police uh, precinct that he worked with started tracking him. And yes. started getting very close to figuring out who Dexter was. And that kind of ended with a big uh, blow up with him. Literally. Yeah, a literal blow up of a cabin with the uh, guy that was chasing him down. I think it was uh, with James. James Dokes. Yeah, James Surprise, Dokes. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's great line. And once he finally figures out, he hasn't told anybody yet. So after he gets killed... Dexter basically plants the evidence to make it look like James Dokes was really the serial killer. So it was yes. just like a perfect kind of culmination of that season. Like, how is he going to get out of this? Oh, my God, what's he going to do? Oh, he's going to pin it on the cop that he didn't want to kill, but basically Lila killed yes, for him. He, and then he kills Lila. And you're like, what the frick is going on? You're right. It felt so satisfying because James Dokes, since the first episode of Dexter, was a police officer where Dexter worked who... From day one, had suspicions on Dexter. Every time Dexter smiled, like, of course, Dexter was very performative, was very friendly. Here's some donuts. Here's the jokes. I'm just doing my job. I go home. I have a girl, steady girlfriend. That's it. And Dokes never believed his kind of front. He always suspected him. So you're always waiting for Dokes every episode to kind of figure out who Dexter is. And what I liked about Dexter as a whole looking back is that Dexter was someone who had a severe trauma. Um, you know, his mother was murdered and he was a witness to it as a little kid. Yep. And, and you're kind of supposed to believe he started having these sociopathic tendencies, hurting animals and his foster father, um, who Deborah's fa actual father um, realized that he was a police officer, realized Dexter was, you know, hurting animals and had these and realized, okay, I want to help him. I'm going to train him to kill bad people and to, to learn how to blend in with people. Because at this point, Dexter didn't, you know, typical sociopath. I think if you're getting any bucks watching, you know, serial killer, true crime films, right? He couldn't relate to people. He didn't have those emotions. He didn't have those attachments. It was all a front, like you said. He, he didn't he, understand love. He didn't understand, yep. like, you know, even his relationship as a kid with Deborah, like, and it was Harry, his foster dad, that drilled in him performance, right? You have to pretend. And he really drilled in Deborah is your compass. Deb your sister Deborah, like help her. She's she's mm -hmm. your younger sister. Protect her. Use her as like, you know, cultivate this human emotion that did grow, right? When yeah. you say like Dexter was able throughout the seasons in the first season, you know, his relationship with Rita, he it's fake. Everything's performative. They're having sex. He's like, uh, you know, she's talking about relationship stuff. He's acting the whole time throughout the seasons. He, he's able to develop love. I feel like towards the end, he, he could have it. 
Um, and it was through pretending over a length of period, he actually was able to foster it. It became real, even though it started fake. His relationship with Rita grew it a ton really, from season one. It really did. And then when he had a son, which mm-hmm. I think was in season four, I think that even amplified it. And he got a little bit more in touch with that. And then uh, just in that last episode I watched of season eight, he does, the son goes, hey, I love Hannah. And he goes, yeah, me too. And it's like, that's not something Dexter would have yes. said seasons ago. No, no, it it really grew. He had Deborah. Deborah was the only one that he really, because he had kind of worked on it for years, his foster father drilling him, you know, your sister Deborah, you, ha- you can't sh- reveal yourself to her, you yeah. know, all this stuff. He was able to have... A, as close to it with his sister, and that was it. And then through the end, like you said, Rita, who eventually marries and then does die by the hand of the Trinity Killer, his son Harrison that he has with Rita, he, he actually is able to develop it. He does change. Because you kind of have to have that in a show with a serial yeah. killer. I mean, because otherwise you're you know, you're gonna root against him eventually. Um, but I do like that arc that Dexter was able to get there in the end. Yeah, I agree with that. He did have a kind of a long journey from season one to to season eight. And then uh, as we'll talk about it on kind of the second half of this podcast, now into this whole new kind of um, series that picks up 10 years after the last one ended. Yes, yes. And I'm with you. Season four was a work of art. I think that's probably a season I could rewatch over and over again just because it was from from the beginning of it to the way it ended, which was this, of course, Dexter having had this trauma watching his mom die, um, his son Harrison goes through the same thing. So he, when he realized the Trinity killer, even though he killed him, had killed Rita earlier in the day without him realizing it. And he sees Rita just bloody tub and then Harrison's crying in front of it. It's literally the recreation of his trauma. He was found in a bathroom or kitchen area, you know, with his dead mother nearby. So it's like despite him trying to give Harrison a better life, he's followed the same footpaths. And just, I think the fear from that, that Harrison is then going to have these tendencies because he went through the same trauma and look at how Dexter was. He doesn't know where he kind of gets these dark tendencies as he calls into, which of course plays into the next two episodes. What about what was bad? Um, What didn't you like? Pretty much everything after season four. Yeah. Uh, I will say season, I think five was where he was working with the assistant DA. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Miguel? And that was just, that's a throwaway season, especially mm-hmm. after how good season four was. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I thought Julia Stiles' character in season six was so out of place. Like that just didn't yeah. fit with the whole storyline. And it felt forced to try to keep pushing the story mm-hmm. along. I think it recouped a little bit. When they introduced Hannah McKay, and I think that's just because it kind of shifted the focus. It's how can he be with somebody that knows who he is and wrangle with that, even though he knows that he should really kill this girl because she is uh, somebody that he was uh, doing his due diligence on scouting to make sure she was a bad person. I think he even had her tied up. Yeah, so he was her. going to kill her and realized so so Dexter is a serial killer, right? But he kills bad guys, right? That that yeah. that's kind of our audience looking at it, going, Well, Dexter, he does kill people, but they're bad guys, and that's why he does it. And so with Hannah, she kills people, he discovers. Um, but she she does it for reasons why she was abused by this person and it yeah. was like a life or death. Like she has a reason why she's killing people too. She has her own compass, and Dexter kind of realizes like 
can I kill someone that's kind of doing what I'm doing? So I think that shift in kind of mm-hmm. his mental gymnastics he's playing at that point started to make it a little more interesting for me. It still didn't get back to, you know, seasons one through four, but at least they, they got a little better there towards the end. But season five and six, throw them away. Okay, yes. I think season four was such a a highlight arc mm-hmm. that anything after just pales in comparison. Um, for me, five and six, I'm with you. However, season six, the storyline, and let's talk about it, of Deborah, where Deborah and you know, she's this loud mouthed, always cussing, like rough cop who's trying to prove herself because she has issues with her father because yep. he always gave Dexter attention. They always went and did stuff. Little did she know he was training Dexter to kind of hide his nature and use it for good, quote unquote. But she always felt like he was favorited and she has her own relationship kind of issues with that. Um, and then she is unlucky in love, has these on and off again <laughs> relationships and, and all these stuff. And so Deborah kind of has this real, she goes to therapy after everything that she goes, they're almost getting married, all this stuff. And so she goes to therapy and she kind of towards the end of the therapy arc in the season, she discovers that she's in love with Dexter, her foster brother, who she was basically raised around. And that for me, just like, I love Deborah. If I had to pick a favorite character, she was one of them. And I just felt like what I, I understand relationship bio biology wise. They are not, but there it's an incest kind of thread to me because they're raised together. Like it, that's kind of how it was portrayed. Um, and, and they were actually married in real life and they were <laughs> married in real life at the time. Um, you know, not, not the only time siblings have been married, but, um, you know, I, I just felt like it, it never fit for me. Um, I've read a couple articles that said, no, these are how, these are the earlier seasons where this showed. Yeah. I was like, no, you, you could have just lost it for me. For me, it just, it confused season six, like, cause she's battling it. And then she goes yep. to finally tell Dexter that she's in love with him. And then she discovers he's the killer. Hence season seven and season eight, where she's trying to reconcile. Now for me, where it should have gone and where I wish the show would have done I feel like the show should have always ended with Deborah finding out about Dexter. And I feel like they should have had maybe a season. I think it could be one, but if you made it to where Deborah is still on the side of police and is tracking Dexter trying or having that, like he's my brother and I love him. My only family around and trying to reconcile killer and, and having that like chase that bit of game where De- Dexter's hiding from her, but because Dexter, Deborah's the one person that like, he doesn't, he won't hurt ever. Like yeah. he has, he, you know, Harrison, of course, but Deborah, like he, he f- loves her. And so I just felt like that would have been great because Dexter's willing to hide his tracks throughout all of these seasons, no matter what. He does crazy stuff to hide. But with Deborah, it would be different. He wouldn't hurt her. Yeah, and Deborah is feels so. I mean, she'd gotten to such a high point in the police force at this point. It she works so hard for her career, but it's her brother. It's her only family, other than her nephew Harrison. So it's like I would have loved to see more of that than Deborah wrestling with that. Plus, 
I'm in love with him and can I be in love with him? He's a killer. Like they're just kind of, it made the two seasons of Deborah hard to watch because I'm like, you, you're not fun to watch because you're dealing with this. Like, do I love, it's like, no, I just want the sibling, like the family dynamic that built for six seasons. I want to just, you could have just kept it that because that's, that's a type of love that would have been fine. I completely agree. And the fact that, you know, Dexter does tell her, right. Hey, Harry knew about mm-hmm. this. Harry is the one who taught me to control myself and take it out on people that deserved it. I make sure they deserve it. I like do these investigations myself to make sure I am getting the right guy every single mm-hmm. time. So like she's dealing with knowing it's her brother, but also her father gave the okay. Yes, and who was father, an officer yes. and she looked up to was highly praised. But he, but he helped Dexter. He, so So is is he bad? Yeah. You could have just went with that. You didn't have to add this other layer, which I just felt I never liked all the way to the end. Did not like. I I completely, completely agree with you on that front. Yeah. I mean, Deborah was his human compass, like for the longest. And so, yeah, that just really rubbed me the wrong way. So that's, that's where I wish. So, so season eight and then how they did Deborah in the end, which is is also where they went terribly wrong. So Well, yeah, cuz she basically um turned into a vegetable in surgery to repair what they thought was not a life-threatening uh bullet wound. Mm-hmm. And then she turns into a vegetable and she's there on life support and she's never going to be able to like understand or reason or move or have any real brain function. And then there's a big hurricane and Dexter just picks her up out of the hospital, brings mm-hmm. her out like to the ocean and throws her in the water. Which was super And then he kinda he kinda has this emotional thing when he's talking to her, like where he says he loves her, you presume it to be like maybe he reciprocates her feelings, but he waited till then. Yeah. It's just all of it is is wild. He has to kill her, which I guess is his own sad moment, but just her him dumping the body off the boat that he's dumped dozens and dozens and dozens of bodies is just was a weird ending for Deborah. Like Espe- that's how she went out. Especially like you weren't allowed you like you couldn't give her a funeral with the cops. Like she had a lot of friends, a lot of people that cared for her. Everybody kind of knew where she was. Like she wasn't gonna be able to to walk or talk or have any brain function again. But the way he did it was just weird. He unplugged her mm-hmm. and then just carried her out in a freaking sheet. Yeah. And threw her over the boat like she was just somebody he he killed in season one. You know, it was just like, come on, dude. Like, that's... It seemed like they rushed through and then yes. he drove his boat into a freaking hurricane and... And you think, oh, he oh, died no. and his boat later on turns up shredded and you presume Dexter to be dead. Um, which I will recap the last episode briefly kind of leading us into the next two we can go right into that yeah let's let's go right into uh to the new season so just to recap where we left off back in 2013 so his sister deborah after a season of reconciling her feelings for dexter and discovering his true nature has this massive stroke after surgery from a gunshot wound from the season's big bad saxon as i mentioned previously Again, that's wild and thrown together. But she's in this vegetative state, like Justin said. Dexter kind of conveys his love for her in the end, turns off her life support before taking her body on his boat, dumps it in the water when a terrible storm approaches, formally having planned to flee to Argentina with his also murderous girlfriend, Hannah, who's on the run, and his five-year-old son, Harrison, from, from Rita, from his previous marriage with her. 
A shot of his destroyed boat from the storm is shown, and you see Hannah Cafe with Harrison reading about Dexter's death um, and realizing that she's going to have to raise Harrison by herself, and they go to get ice cream. So, so it's presumed, okay, Hannah is going to, in Dexter's name, take care of Harrison for, for him. What a dick move by him. Mm-hmm. You're basically giving your kid off to this girl you've known for a little bit that you care for, he cares for, which is good, the, the kid. But come on, you're just basically sending them to Argentina without you? Like, man up, be a father, a husband, boyfriend, whatever the hell you were going to be, and stop just hiding because, well, I don't think you've gotten to the next part yet. Yeah, so, so, sorry. (laughs) So you presume, okay, that's it, he's dead. Dexter, of course, had had issues the whole episode, like, should I be in Harrison's life? You know, kind of the self-reflection. The final scene, however... You think, okay, Dexter's dead. Nope. You see a shot of a bearded Dexter wearing a flannel shirt in some logging town. You don't want any information Lumberjack beyond Dexter. that. And he's just kind of staring off into the window. So so you presume he's starting a new life as someone else. End scene, end series. That's it. That's all you get. <sighs> this ending has been, I mean, ranked on so many article lists that I've seen over the years about one of the worst series finales. And and again, they talk about the whole season about how it just arguably a lot of for a lot of people ruined Dexter. Yeah. The last season, arguably the last two seasons, they just did so many things that people just fell out of love of Dexter. And so it was so bad that they made this new series, Dexter New Blood, that premiere is premiering on Showtime currently, to kind of make up for it. Now, <laughs> what kind of shows do you know? You know finale is bad when it's so bad that some of the people who made this show the first few seasons go, yeah, I think I think we got to have him back so we can kind of make it a little better because it was so bad when we ended it. It would have been so much better if he literally just died in the freaking yes. boat. Like yeah. that would have been better. But they, I guess, wanted to leave the opening for some big, uh, you know, revival in the future, I guess. And that's where we are today. Yes. I, I think if it wasn't so bad and so poorly received, they might have just left it as is. And we can go into if we think they should have. But let's go into the new series premiere, shall we? So it occurs 10 years later, and Dexter has not killed since in that 10 years. He's living in a small town in New York called Iron Lake under a new alias, Jim Lindsay. Of course, shout out to the book writer, Jeff Lindsay, yeah. who created the series. Also, I hate things that are too on the nose, but okay. Well, if you hate things that are too on the nose, did you notice the uh, the opening song for the first episode? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, on the passenger, uh-huh. <laughs> which in yeah. the books they he calls like that dark urge to kill his dark passenger, and I I think he does in season one. I feel like he changes it. It evolves a little bit how he talks about it. Yeah. But in the book, it's always his dark passenger. Um. So he's dating the chief of police. Nice, uh, Angela Bishop. And he works at a sporting goods store called Fred's Fish and Game. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he wants that simple life. Uh, he just can't get out of the uh, the cop world, though. He's dating the sh- uh, yes, sheriff in Yeah, town. something about being so closely connected to the person who could figure you all out. I don't know. He is haunted by the ghost of his sister, Deborah. Um, so she does appear in the series as a ghosts that he sees constantly kind of judging him horribly judging him critiquing him every moment kind of the first few seasons it kind of tailed off towards the end of the original series but he saw a ghost of his father harry which was like you said kind of trying to guide him and now he's seeing deborah which he's kind of using as somebody to guide him on what 
what's right and what's wrong now. Yes. Um, and as you find out within the first two episodes, his teenage son, Harrison, has found him and is living with him after Dexter learns that Hannah died from pancreatic cancer three years prior, and he was bouncing around in foster homes before finding... Um, he had this photo of Dexter. He saw Dexter being tagged and was able to find him because, of course, it's 2021, presumably, and you can find that stuff out now. Oh, man. I'm just so disappointed in Dexter. Ne- never reached out to Hannah, the kid. Never checked to see if they were still alive. She dies three years ago, he said, or something. Yes. Like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? Oh, yeah. Oh, so um, many issues. So did this show need a new season after last one? I think we both kind of said it could have ended... Even if it yeah. ended badly as it did, it could have just ended. I, I was at peace with liking the parts of Dexter that I liked and disliking the ones I disliked. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, obviously, I'm going to watch this season since mm-hmm. it's out there. Dexter looks the exact same. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Michael C. Hall, yeah. He's just in this little town doing his little job and uh, trying to stay, keep a normal life under wraps. It seems like it is a little bit... Similar back to like season one. Yes, of that was my Dexter. note too. Yeah, where he's just like, okay, put on an act. Don't kill. Don't kill. Put on an act. Be the nice guy. Be somebody people talk to. It's okay. But don't let them see that other side yes, of you. Yes, be friendly with the police department. Have this normal seeming life. Have this girlfriend. That seems normal. Ha- you know, yep. hide who you are. Um, I don't love the setting, if we're going to talk about just in general. I understand it's a... It's supposed to be the opposite, right? The yep. the series was set in Miami the whole time. He's in Hawaii shirt, Hawaiian shirts and, you know, boat shoes. But I don't, I, because Miami is so tied into Dexter, I almost would have rather have been in another warmer, hot environment. It just, that feels Dexter to me. This, him snowshoeing through snow and in, in the flat, like it just, it, it's like you just threw Dexter into a different setting. I don't love it. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I think they did need to switch it up. I think they needed to show kind of a different side. He went someplace where, okay, nobody's ever going to find him, right? Mm-hmm. He's a Miami guy, had a boat, loved to be out on the water. So where's he not going to go someplace where he, he can only do that for two weeks out of the year? You know, Iron mm-hmm. Lake, New York, or wherever. Is that a fictional place or is I that a natural is, place? Yeah. yeah. And with having such kind of a small town where everybody knows every everyone else that it seems like they may be limited on what they can do with the season. If it's everybody knows him, it's a small place. Everybody finds out everything. Eventually, what can they do if he stays in that town? You know, if, if he still has these dark tendencies and he's in that town, there's really no way where for him to hide. He can't hide among the massive uh, population of a Miami or like slide in and um, frame somebody else for something he's done. But I guess his thought process, at least the way I uh, took it in, was if I go to this little town where there's no crime, because he does mention that in the show, there's no crime here, that I'm not going to be tempted to kill because there's not going to be any bad guys for me to want to kill. Yes, he's policing himself, which he did manage. Of course, he kills in the first episode. (laughs) uh, But he did manage not to kill someone for 10 years after consistently killing people for most of his life. Um you know, so he was able to manage it. Um, the timing, of course, of his son finding him and him just killing someone recently. Also interesting. But he he was able to manage it through this, like, severely domestic lifestyle of line dancing and <laughs> selling rifles and 
you know, I, they show like this funny musical montage. He's like selling worms. Like it's just very mundane. They're trying to show mundane Dexter, even though he's the most unmundane. Is that a word? Unmundane? Uh, you just made it up. So that works. Yeah, it works. Uh, person. And so, yeah, I, I, I understand like you're saying to redo it. You have to throw him somewhere. You've yeah. never thought you would see Dexter, but it's just, there's so many winter shows. I'm just giving them Miami heat. You want to escape in your yes, show. Yes, I do. Nice, yeah. I do. As, as we prepare for snow every day, assuming we get it. So, so I will, I will say, cause we watched the first two mm-hmm. episodes. So, think? um, I thought they were pretty well done. I was, Pleasantly surprised. I was not going in with high hopes, especially with how the initial series mm-hmm. ended. I will tell you the night, the thing that I thought was the best kind of switch up for them. When Harrison shows up, his son finds him and Dexter kind of shuts him down. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not your father. Like, tries to resist it. Like, it's going to be bad if he comes here. And then he eventually admits it and him and uh, Harrison are talking and Harrison kind of shows that he's He's gone through a lot of shit. He's gone through foster homes. That sucks. But it seems like he's kind of charismatic. He can get along with other people. He does not have the same awkward social um, attitude as Dexter does. So I like that that they made Harrison different than Dexter at that age. It would have been too easy if he came in and he was this awkward guy who, oh, maybe he uh, hurts animals for fun when nobody else can see. And Dexter is basically going through the same motions that Harry did with him. I thought that would have been too easy. So to have him come in and kind of be like, no, dude, I'm fine. I can go talk to these girls, whatever. Like, not a big deal. I'll go hang out with them. I thought was a nice kind of switch up. So we have to treat this season as it's advertised, which is a limited series. So yep. In theory, this season is it. So this is kind Hopefully. of our last kind of rendezvous with Dexter and his family. And, and of course, um, Ghost Deborah is a choice <laughs> as well. I don't hate, I listen, because I like Deborah. it's nice to see her again. Even though she's like a terrible foil for Dexter, she's constantly berating him. Um, when, when Harrison, you know, says, I know that you're, my dad, Dexter Morgan, he kind of denies it because Ghost Deborah's literally yelling at him that everyone you connect with dies. Shows like kind of a ghost bullet wound. Yep. Like, this is from you. Lists all the people that were <laughs> affected by him. And he does cast away Harrison. And then he says, oh, fucking Deborah, I'm going to do it anyways. And she just kind of like, at the end, I liked when she's like, don't gloat just because like Harrison does decide to stay with Dexter, at least temporarily. They do kind of reference a drug addiction in yep. the past. They never, shows never reference something not to come back to it. So I'm sure that's going to be some, some sort of element in it. And his uh, his girlfriend, the chief of police mm-hmm. there, has a daughter, of course, around the same age as Harrison. And I love when uh, the police are kind of searching for this guy that goes missing, which we haven't even gone into like the main mm-hmm. thing, what happened here. But uh, they stop by his house because they're friendly with Dexter. And then Harrison just walks out when he first got there he stayed the night nobody knows who he is nobody knows that dexter or jim Lindsay has a son so when she walks up and he just walks out he goes hey i'm harrison i'm dexter's son i'm like sweet they cut right to the point maybe because it's a limited series they have limited time to Mm -hmm. work with but it's okay i'm his son and then she's like what the fuck like i've known you for how many years and you have a son you've never told me about like so i'm glad they kind of cut right to that and then him trying to explain it and her kind of understanding too much. Like, I think she had a little too much understanding for, uh, for Dexter, not mentioning a a kid for so many years. Yeah. She kind of has this like 
you know, teens, raising teens, right? You've seen in a gazillion shows. You've seen it in real life. Yep. We've all been teens. Um, and so... Not I. Yeah, not you. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you... She kind of... Oh, this is an opportunity. You don't share a lot. I've understood that, you know, we don't share everything with each other. But, hey, I'm having this tough time with my daughter. Now you have a son... And so we can remit. That's something new to build our relationship with is that we both have these kids and, you know, we're dealing with them and their ups and downs. And did you notice how many references there were to an iris throughout the first yes. two episodes? So it appears that my guess would be um, the the girlfriend here. What, what was her name again? Oh, geez, it's so early on. I can't remember her name. Um, everybody keeps me- mentioning, especially her teenage daughter, Hey, don't worry about Angela. Angela. He's like, don't worry about me. I'm not Iris. It's not Iris. So it seems like she may have had another kid or something that died early that had a drug overdose, maybe, or there was some type of trauma with, I'm assuming another child earlier in her life that was named Iris. Something. Yeah. There's, there's definitely like, we're kind of uncovering these characters as we're being introduced to them. Um, I love that she, that there's also this like storyline, like indigenous people storyline, like because Angela, um, comes from native land. So like at one point, um, some of the people help in this search of the guy that Dexter kills in, in the first episode. Um, and they're like, you're going to have to pick, he kind of tells her that. So like either you're, you're with us, your people, or you're on the police force. Like you can't, there's no both. And she's trying to bridge both, um, because they are right on that kind of reservation line between two worlds kind of kind of her her culture and then and then you know this life she's leading as a police officer and so i like that i don't know if you've heard of that show reservation dogs but it's been getting a lot of buzz Mm -hmm. also about um a group of like indigenous teens i started watching it's pretty good so you know i i enjoy storyline that i don't see a lot enjoy seeing people i don't see a lot i i'm curious there's so many things at play right there's dexter recently killing someone how is he is he gonna get the urge again there's harrison I don't 100% know. Is Harrison, does he, is he just better actor? Does he have some of that? Does he not? It seems like he knows there's something going on with his dad, but I don't think he has any idea like what it really yes. is. And Dexter is toying with the idea of telling him more and more, but is pushing off, which he should, the first couple mm-hmm. days that your son showed <laughs> yes. up anyway. I mean, Harrison's just like, I want answers. And when when Dexter would say some things, I, I appreciated when he would, you know, he said, your Aunt Deborah. He still sees her, you yeah. know, and your mother. Like, you know, Harrison doesn't have a lot of that information. Now, Dexter did write a note to Hannah that Harrison has um, and would read a lot. And then he said... Come find me or let me know if Harrison has dark tendencies. Of course, Hannah, between Hannah and Dexter, they knew that that meant if he starts acting like he's going to want to kill people or kill <laughs> animals. Um, but Harrison doesn't know. So he goes, what do you mean dark tendency? And Dexter kind of references, you don't want to be near me. You know, I'm a bad guy. And Harrison's like, my memories of you up till five were nice. So And Harrison reading that note is... Oh, you thought something was wrong with me. That's yes. why you ran away. I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. You thought I couldn't be saved, so you got out. And he's like, no, 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 that's not the case. But that's going to screw with the kid's psyche, especially when their mother was murdered in front of them. Their stepmother died mm-hmm. of cancer, and their dad just disappeared to be a lumberjack for a while. Like, yes, what the hell is yes. going on here? Right, right. And, then, I mean, Dexter either has to reveal it all or come up with some pretty good lies because... Uh, as, as kids slope. do, they internalize it. So he internalizes, my dad left because of me. 
you know, and I don't know how much it will be revealed what Hannah has said because we don't really know too much. So with this mini series, mm-hmm. um, we kind of skipped over a little bit here, but uh, there's a jackass Wall Street guy who is just an asshole rich guy that's uh, in town and has a very powerful father. And he's trying to buy a gun from Dexter and wants special treatment. And Dexter's like, nah, nah, nah. And then he has to deliver it to his house. And one of his buddies is basically references some big accident from a few years ago where there was a drunken boat accident where multiple people died. And somebody else took the fall for it. And this guy's like, no, he was driving. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you that. So then Dexter, that's pretty much all he needs. And he uses that to pretty much kill this kid Mm -hmm. pretty quickly without all the prep work he didn't do the due diligence he always used to do in the past to make sure they were guilty he was taking a drunken frat dude's word out it in a bathroom after he snorted four lines of coke so he seems like he's out of his element it's been 10 years he he's trying to get back into it but after he kills this dude i thought it was kind of funny that he (laughs) did he actually put him underneath the ice there's a whole area where they ice fish and i thought he was going to put the body oh, in the ice in fishing the... hole and just have it be like a block <laughs> yeah yeah like but a frozen people, in time yeah but i thought i guess people would find that too too easily but he was just very sloppy with the kill he didn't have everything prepped and ready like he normally would he it shows that he left uh signs of blood in the snow all over the place and he's like frantically trying to clean it up as the cops cops are at his house searching for this kid because mm-hmm. they assume he's missing and he he's gotten sloppy and his yes i mean even absence. like you said he was raised with this code you make without any reasonable doubt this person did what did the bad thing before you kill and even though he this this friend of this guy said what he did he still had him tied to a table with with his weapon to kill him and then goes, confess, you know, kind of wanted him to admit yeah. that he did the boat thing first. So, like, he did it backwards. He didn't get that beforehand. So it's like him kind of making sure, okay, say that you did it so I can definitely kill you. And then, yeah, like you said, him just leaving this blood trail. That Dexter of season one. Never, ever, ever. I like that he still collects. So, you know, serial he killers stopped. tend to have their you know trophies trophies right and so he what he used to do is he would um slice their face and collect their blood he would keep blood slides that he kept so he kept the blood of course he's a blood analyst um and so that's what he was doing to this guy he started to kind of do a makeshift with glass broken glass to kind of keep it um so it's like him getting back to the old dexter but i think when he did that he stopped himself he goes no, you don't need trophies anymore. You have evolved. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of gets rid of them, I thought, so that he doesn't have any evidence near kind of tying him to his past anyway. Because that'd also be a stupid move if anybody finds it. It's like, oh, wasn't there a killer 10 years ago down in Miami? Yeah, but- I- I'm just waiting for the for the Dexter Ring article tie-in. I mean, especially since they're now showing Dexter in the 2020s like what you know there's drones now like there wasn't that in dexter in miami he wasn't dealing with drones and instagram and (laughs) and you know when he was following someone in a crowd there wasn't evidence on the club website that he was at this club standing there like he didn't have those factors which i think is why they put him in the small town so that's the least likely and he is like helping the police force like kind of pushing them in the direction he wants and he dates the chief of police, so it's a little easier for him. 
But nobody is wondering like, oh, wow, he has a lot. He's smart about this. He understands what he's doing. Besides his son, he goes, weren't you a cop? Like, you were probably way better than all these guys. And he was like, yeah. yeah. I would be way better than these guys. Like, why haven't you told them? Which, uh. which is an interesting, like, is Harrison going to blow up a spot? Because Dexter kind of Dexter kind of looked like, pretended he gets sick at the sight of blood to kind of carry this, like, it could never be Dexter because Dexter looked like nauseous at the sight of blood. Like, he doesn't hunt anymore. He doesn't own gun. Like, he, he kind of had created this fake persona of him once again. And so... Is Harrison just going to, like, it seemed like Harrison was was able to lie for him um, to his girlfriend. So he Harrison's lied. quick on his feet. He is, and he did lie to the girlfriend, Angela, by saying his mom, or his stepmom just died, mm-hmm. and then he found his father. But then when he was hanging out with the kids that were his age, he was like, no, my stepmom died three years ago, and then my from cancer right. and then my mom died and they're like what happened to your mom and he just kind of stared like i don't think he knew did you get the sense he didn't know what happened to rita i think oh, that's a good question i don't actually. think he i don't think he does i don't think he knows how he his mom it? no yeah i don't think he remembered it i don't presumably i'm assuming harris is not a serial killer at this moment but i don't think he remembered so i think he that's one of the questions he's looking for dexter to answer like oh, who maybe. is my mom that yeah that could be mm-hmm. i my initial thought was he just didn't want to revisit the trauma of his mother dying. I was kind of picturing it back to Dexter when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He had like the visions of that that would pop into his head that kind of haunted him. So, but yeah, maybe he just has no memory of it and is trying to figure out what happened to his real mom, especially now that his stepmom has died. Yes. So, um, I forget how many episodes are planned for this, but. Do you, what direction do you think the show is going? Like, do you have any predictions for the rest of the season? Like, what you want to happen, what you think is going to happen? Dexter's son kills him. Mm, okay. I don't, you know, with the only basis being they want to end the series. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, WTF, bro. Or something. Or he's going to try to protect his son and mm-hmm. die. I think Dexter has to die at the end of this yes. season. Yes. I agree. And I, I could see it even being like... Maybe Harrison gets in trouble or does something, and Dexter. I think Dexter's going to tell Harrison. I think in some way Harrison's going to find out who Dexter really is, who Jim really is. He's going to find something, and then Dexter's going to be like, I can't lie to you anymore. This is what happened. Because I feel (laughs) like he already does want to, and I think because... He was able to, well, I mean, Deborah found him in the act, but have these conversations with Deborah before she died in two seasons. I think he... He feels such guilt not being in Harrison's life that I feel like he's more inclined to just, at this point, he realized, I think he thinks he's on borrowed time. I think he yeah. thinks this second life could end any time. And I feel like maybe he thought it should have ended in Miami. And so I agree. Or Harrison gets in trouble and he goes, kill me or put it on me, you know, and... There's going to be something yeah. where, where to relieve his conscience of everything he's done in the past, he is going to sacrifice himself for the greater good, whatever that means in this context, whether that's for Harris and whether that's for this town, this Angela girl, her daughter. He's There's going to come a, a tipping point where he says, okay, screw it. I'll sacrifice myself 
to save yes. you guys, to get you out of harm's way or something. Yes. And I, I think, think that's how it needs to end. And I think Deborah will be like, ghost Deborah will kind of, right now she's kind of this berating voice. Every decision where he does something that doesn't fit this yep. routine, she reminds him, do your routine, you know, get up early, make your coffee, do this, like to not do bad. Right. And so I feel like she'll be with him at the end. I got to say for this season, will I keep watching it? You said yes. Yes. I don't know that I'll need to watch it every Sunday. Like well, I, might. I won't do that. I'll probably yes. wait for like a few to come out then watch 100%. a couple. A hundred percent. Honestly, the show more has made me want to go back to previous seasons than it made me go, oh my God, I can't wait for Sunday. It's more like, oh, I miss, yep. I forgot about early Dexter and how good. Let me, let me rewatch that season with the thing I remember that I loved, you know? So season, if the series ended after season four, Rita's killed. What are your thoughts? I think as a fan, like right now, I'd be like that to better ending than the way they did it in season eight. But I would have been so pissed as yes. a fan because I'd like, I want his revenge. He needs to get his revenge and he needs to just go ape shit soon. Yes, yes. I think season six should have been him dealing with what he did, the loss of Rita, raising Harrison by himself, you know, all of this. Deborah finding out at the end next season, this chase of family yep. and all this stuff. And Dexter, I think Dexter has to die. Should have died then. Hopefully will die now. And I love Dexter, but I, I think full circle is him maybe dying for the good. Hopefully we'll, we'll kind of, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out and uh, maybe we'll do a, a pod to recap the, the full season. Mm -hmm. We won't do another one after a couple episodes, no. but we'll, uh, we'll tell us, tell our feelings on exactly how the series is really going to end. And you yes. know how you yes. save things with like underscore final, 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 Correct. final, final. Correct. No, seriously, this is the final. I'm not kidding. This time final. Yes. Hopefully this is the final, final, final. Yes. And hopefully towards the end, we'll see if it had redeemed Dexter that we left off in 2013. I, I've yet to see that in two episodes, but Fingers we got time, crossed. so we'll see. I think that's it for our Dexter talk, you know? Enough serial killing. We let's, just went an hour on just straight Dexter, I man. mean, Dexter, Break a lot of feelings. So let's tie ourselves up here. Swarly of the week? Swar what's Dexter style. What's tie ourselves up <laughs> I, I had to think about it. I'm, I'm too much in Dexter brain. All right, all right. Um, let's go to our Swarly of the week. Do you have one? Are you ready? I have always have a swirly oh, okay. of the week, Caleb. Of course you do. Of I'm course you do. Prepared. How dare I? Go ahead. My, I got one. My so. swirly of the week this week is gas stations. Yes. Why is that my swirly of the week? This is why. Okay. So my wife and I were going down to Binghamton early Sunday morning mm -hmm. to catch a bus to go to a Bills game at a MetLife Stadium in Jersey, New York, whatever you consider that. So we had to leave here a little after six, like 10 after six to get down there. Hour and 10 minute drive. Not a big deal. The bus leaves at 730. Okay. So we, I wanted to leave by six. You know my wife. So we left mm -hmm. at like 605, I guess. I stopped at uh, the Delta Sonic right, right down the street. I was like, let's get some gas, fill up uh, air in the tires, yada, yada. Fill up air in the tires, no problem. None of the gas pumps are on. It's closed. It's not open at six. I didn't know gas stations... Um, even if they're not 24 seven, they're not open by 6 a.m. Like what the hell is I would going think on there? 5 a.m. You would think they'd mm -hmm. be open because people are getting up early, going to work and stuff. Sunday, I guess it might be a little different, but I was very frustrated because I needed to get gas, but now we're running a little late. So we just, I was like, all right, we can get a little farther down, but I'm going to need to stop for gas before we get there. We're going to be a little short. 
So we get off of an exit. We pull uh, pull into a gas station. You won't believe that it's seven oh two at this point. Gas station closed. I'm like, is this because of people? Like, do they not have people to no, be? No, this one. Mm. Well, I don't know if that's maybe why mm. the hours are reduced. But here, somebody is getting out of their car and going in to open up the gas station. So this lady's oh, okay. late. There's it should have opened at seven, not seven oh two. So. My wife has to go inside. She wants to get a, a mask because the one time I don't have a mask in my car because I took them out cleaning my car or whatever. They don't have any masks. I need to wait a few minutes for them to turn on the pumps for me to actually use the freaking pumps to get gas in my car. Okay, cool. Two gas stations. Now we need to stop at a third gas station to get a freaking mask right down the street and barely got one there and they jacked up the prices of the mask. So three gas stations for me to get some gas and a freaking mask. It was infuriating, mm-hmm. and that's my Swarley week. Also, it w- I was reminded of it today because I had to go to Alex Bay, and I got off an exit to get some gas on my way to a meeting, <laughs> and it said, this is a gas exit. There's going to be a Valero right off the exit. Okay, cool. I get right off the exit. There's a Sunoco. It's closed. <laughs> All right. So I start driving. Okay. I swear I go. What time pl- is it when you went? Seven, I, I, like- I had plenty of time. This okay. was uh, This was... I got off the exit maybe like 8 a.m. Okay. So 8, 8, 15, somewhere in there. So I had plenty of time to make my 9 a.m. meeting. And uh, it's closed. It looks like it's shut down. Like that one's no longer like operating at all. They have like barricades everywhere. I just keep driving. I'm <laughs> it's looking a war for, zone. <laughs> I'm looking for this freaking Valero I saw the sign for. Can't find it. It's like five miles down the road. I needed to take a left, go another couple miles down the road, and then there's the gas station. So like that's not a... Uh, a gas station right off the freaking exit. That's a journey for me to go find a place to get gas. I may as well have just stayed on the freaking highway and hit the next exit. It would have taken me 10 minutes quicker. Gas station, Swarly of the Week. Yeah, that fits. Um, my nerves were up you just describing you not doing that until the day you leave. So well, I, I could not... To- fathom that especially getting up early i'm gonna do that that you did not get gas the prior day that's the difference between me and you so no i normally would get gas the prior night that's like one of the things i do because i don't want to leave early in the morning i asked my wife to get gas for me because we are too busy doing our movie review research by watching (laughs) x-men all day and recording podcasts all day yes and yeah, there was just too much. And I was like, I, I'm not going to go there at freaking, what time did you leave Saturday night? But after 10, yeah. like so, close to 11. Yeah. So uh, at that point I was like, I'm not leaving the house like at 11. Yeah, so I get, get that. Gas. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of X-Men in preparation for our X-Men movie. Review. And the, uh, and the bus almost left us. Like they were pulling oh, away. God. And, oh my uh, God. <laughs> well, Chris and Shauna were also yes. on the bus and they were late too. But the people Ooh. they came with told them, Hey, there's a couple more people here. Chris and Shauna get on the bus a few minutes before us, like three, four minutes, and they start getting ready to pull off. And they're like, no, 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 we have two more. They're like, oh, we thought we had everybody. Like, no, they, they're pulling in the uh, the parking lot now. Luckily, we're there like in a couple minutes. But I, how pissed I would have been if that bus would have left. I would have been chasing it down. God, that you're literally <laughs> describing my travel nightmare. Yeah. Like, all of that sounds terrible. And I almost was left at a wine tour, famously. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's you, Kayla. Yeah. I had, go, I had to go get retreat. I was just enjoying the wine slushies. Didn't realize the entire bus had already boarded. My bad. <laughs> wine slushies are good. 
Um, my swirly of the week is going to be applicants who don't look at their resumes before they submit them Ooh, that is to a good companies. One. Good one. When I tell you the gauntlet that I have received, I've gotten, okay, you know how you can get a template online and then you just, you know, it'll say your name, your address, and you fill it in. I've oh, gotten no. applications oh, where no. people don't put their information. I've gotten like actual templates there. Cue the uh, the TikTok. Oh no! Yes. Oh no! Music. But here's a re- here's a new phenomenon I'm discovering: people who don't update their resume towards the job. I had someone so bold that <laughs> they they wrote in the comment. You can submit, and they wrote a comment. Um, I haven't updated this resume in a few years. Bold enough to write the comment and then submit the resume that wasn't updated in a few years. What? I mean, updating a resume is just a painful task to do. Yes. It, it's, it sucks to do. But guess what? That's part of fucking getting a job. Yeah. You got to update your resume to yeah. do it. Like, people, come on, people who make it generic and put the wrong company. I've gotten that. Uh, people who um, apply for a job, none of their stuff references the position they're going for. And then later on in the conversation go, oh, I had XYZ experience. And I go... It wasn't in your resume. <laughs> the relevant experience that you had that would make you interesting to call for this, you did not put down whatsoever, assuming that I would just call you for what? I don't know. Yeah, they want you to be like, oh, my gosh, Bob, we found your resume. We have seven job openings. This one pays this much. This one pays this much. Have what do pick. you want? What do you want? Tell me what you want. These Please. are yours. These are yours. To yeah, pay. name your price. Here you go. I mean, it just is. Listen, people, you have to try. I know it's an open job market, and I love I love to look through things. We got openings. Everyone has openings. Arguably, yeah. you can get a job anywhere. You have to care a little. You just have, you could have the generic one where you're replacing the company every time, but you have to replace the company every time. Basic, basic things. You have to have something that makes you fit for the job for the requirements that were posted. They're posted for a reason. So if it says you have to have this, you have to have that. That's just how it is. And also, uh, people, uh, make sure you check your email address so it doesn't say like Scotty Too Hotty at Hotmail yeah, or something. Yeah, Horndog3069. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. Come on. Oh yeah, I've had, I've had the call. You're so right. I've gotten it. Yes. Yes. Oh so <laughs> you, that's all. So that, that's my swirly. Listen, people want, people need people everywhere. Okay. We like it. We need applicants. We need, people need to hire everyone. Just be better people. Be better. Just care, care a little to show that you'll care in the position. That's all. That's a pretty yes. reasonable request, Kayla. Yes, I, th- I think so, but <laughs> apparently not. Um, are you ready for a friendship question of the week? Yeah, we're already running a little late on this Okay, pod, let's get so to it then, it Okay. What do you sense you take for granted? You want to kick us off And why do you think you do? And why is it me for you? Why do you take me for granted? Uh, Whoa, I said, do you want to go first, Kayla? Oh, yeah. I just, I was answering it for you. You Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, I was just presuming um, that I was the one you take for granted. But go ahead. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. Okay, I just said, can you go? And then you were like, why don't you go ahead? I was like, okay. No, I was just answering the question for you. Um, I think I take time for granted. That's a good one. Um, you know, I it was funny because I was having this conversation with someone not too long ago about like loss. And usually when you experience loss, you you feel like life is short, right? You kind of have this eureka moment, like life is short. 
you do have that moment, but for me, it's kind of the opposite. Now I'm like kind of so terrified at the time that I'm like reluctant to live like mm-hmm. life is short. Right. And so I think I take time for granted. I assume, you know, people in my life are always going to be in my life. I think I assume I'll have time for this, yeah. you know, this thing I want to do next year, two years, this. And I think in general, I take time for granted. When I say I don't have time, it can feel like that a lot of the time. And guess what? Some weeks that's true, but it's not always. So prioritizing my time, I think I take for granted. I think that's that's a good one. Um, I'm in the same kind of mindset. We're like, oh, I can always do this. I can do this. I can fit this yes. in. Yes. And I, I'm like, you were similar in that way. We're like, oh, no, I can fit all that in. Mm-hmm. I can fit all that in. And you're like, oh, shit, I've just been nonstop for 18 hours working on something. Yes. Today, you yes. Know? And, and you still feel like uh, 24 hours just feels like you really worked a day, yeah. you know, like, and for some reason that makes sense in my head. Like, why am I so overwhelmed? It's because I decided that these 16 things should be done in a day and not through a month. You no, know, that's, that's how I operate so, as and, well. And since I have to say, why do I think I do it? I think, like I said, you know, instead of having that, like life is short moment, um, I, it kind of makes me like just attached to like not doing a lot kind of in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of the opposite for me. I'm trying to get out of that. All right. That's fair. How about you? Uh, well, as a, uh, a 30, uh, 30-something uh, white male, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's quite a few things I yes. take for granted, you know, uh, getting pulled over and not, uh, you know, feeling Murdered, threatened yep. for my life mm-hmm. and uh, all those kind of basic rights that it's just, you know, I've never had an issue with growing up. I've kind of mm-hmm. had that privilege. But let's uh, keep it on a lighter yes, note. Okay. Um <laughs> What else do I take for granted? Does it count? Let's assume I... you already take all those things for granted. Yeah, that's something true. else outside that's true. of that. Uh, is it? Uh, does it count if I say? Uh, I don't even know how to phrase this. Um, just other people understanding what I'm saying. Does that make sense? No, no, no. Because how <laughs> I'm interpreting that is you saying I take for granted that people understand me, and it's on them. Yeah, that's what exactly. What do you it. take exactly for it. granted? Not other people. Uh, don't. No, I don't I, like that one for you. I take their ability no, to no, react no. to common sense for granted. <laughs> no, 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 you that can't think count. that. You can't think that. I take for granted people understand me, and so because you don't, no. Um, uh, let's see. What do I take for granted? <laughs> oh my God. I can't with you with that answer. Get out of here. <laughs> I had a feeling I was going to get that, that response from you, Kayla. What, what's your, what's your biggest weakness? I care too much. I just finished projects. No, no, no. What do you take for granted? Oh, uh, geez. I think, uh, sometimes I take, I don't know how to be more specific. Like what I have currently for granted all the time like even if in general like uh for work or for uh if i'm working on a project it's okay this is cool that i'm here or that i'm doing this but really what's the next thing like Mm -hmm. how do i you know further this how do i get to the next step how do i so you don't sit presently i'm never content okay and i think i just i i just take that for granted that sometimes i need to just sit back Mm -hmm. enjoy relax and be happy with where I am at in a specific thing and not always have to be wondering how do I get ahead or get to the next step. Okay. Why do you think you do that? Why do I think I do that? Why do you, why are you always thinking, okay, I'm doing this, but what am I doing in five steps from that or Um, the next project? I think because I constantly need to be doing something. My brain Mm -hmm. needs to be operating at all times in order for me to feel good about myself for the most part. Like I, Mm -hmm. 
I need to be working on something. If I'm sitting around not doing much, like I'm like, what am I doing? I can be doing something better, you know? And I also think like, uh, I, I think more of myself than I should, I think. Does that make sense? From how you started this yes. answer, yeah, that makes sense. Where to I'm me. just like, oh, I can do that. Oh, mm-hmm. I could, why can't why couldn't I do that? Yeah, I could of course I could do yeah. that. So it's that mindset of, oh yeah, no problem. I could bang that out mm-hmm. or I can take that on or I could learn how to do that. And then once I get that in my head, it's all right, I need to freaking prove myself to oh, myself yeah. that I can do it. And it's just a constant <laughs> yeah. cycle of okay, setting a goal that, okay, maybe that's not really realistic, but shit, I should probably try to get there. And if I wow, fail, we, then... Tell me why we're the same person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. I'm kind of like, it's kind of kind of laughing yep. at you and looking in a mirror at the same time. Yeah. So that was a long kind of roundabout yeah, like explanation, yeah. but that's just a little bit of uh, insight into my psyche here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We need to get out of that. And I think on that note, Dexter... Great show. We'll continue and keep you updated. Our inner dark psyches. That'll be a friendship question another time. So I got to say, guys, see you next week. Well, that's it this week for Wrong Opinions Only. Follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints towards next week's episode. Until then, JK out.